Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, 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 it's Autumn Miles back with you again and my buddy, Rick Walker. We are having a blast. We are. With a capital B. With a capital B (laughs) last. It has just been so fun. We are day four, gangster prayer release. It's going fast. Two days ago. Two days ago. Can you believe it? I, you know, it has gone by so fast, and thank you so much for having me. It's It's been an you know, honor. Thank you for being here and for hanging out. For those of you it's that been don't fun. know, Rick gave me my um, start in radio. He, he, oh, well, you know, you have far have you surpa- been in radio? 29. When I started with you? When you well, when you started, maybe, uh, what did you start, 13? 2013? 2013, yeah, about 27, 26, And I think 25. at that point I was about 27 or 26. About, as, about your age. <laughs> I'd been in radio about your age, yeah. No, I'm 38. How old are you? Never yeah, mind. 51. 51. Yeah, not too not too old. You're not too old. No. No. no not too old. But I, I was at the convenience store getting my coffee black. I did put marshmallows on it. But I was stretching, and the lady was looking at me kind of weird. She goes, are you okay? You were okay? stretching at the convenience yes, store? Yes. I was, I was, my leg was kind of like I needed to stretch it. I'm like, you know, just kind of stretching. She goes, she was kind of looking at me. I said, I have recently been diagnosed with TMB syndrome. And she looked sad. She goes, oh. She goes, well, I'm so sorry. What's that? And I said, too many birthdays. Oh, and my goodness. Yeah, but I, I, I'm feeling 51. You, but What? Feeling it a little bit. Why don't you join CrossFit? I need to. Okay. <laughs> That's our topic next week. Coffee and CrossFit. We can next chronicle week. your life doing CrossFit. Are you doing CrossFit? No. Do I look like I'm doing CrossFit? <laughs> no way. Okay. Well, I've got a lot of nieces and nephews who are into that. It's almost like a religion. Ow. I mean, they are devoted and almost like the gangsters, the old school gangsters, Listen, how loyal they were. I don't were. got anything about against CrossFit, but it is like... It's like a thing. Uh, you know, I think those days are behind me because right now... I'm, you're 51. Well, you act like, like you're 80. No, no, no. I like sitting down on the bicycle <laughs> and doing the sit down while I'm watching TV. I do have a Peloton. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I've seen the commercials. I don't where, use it very much, but like, I have right, one. Come on, come on. And you're like competing against the world. Yeah, yeah. and then you're like, ugh, this is hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I would be frustrated Anyway, that, that's next week. Pe- that Peloton's next week. Anyway, um, what are we talking about? Gangster Prayer, <laughs> your book. Yes, we released it two days ago. Gangster Prayer. We are continuing the conversation about prayer. Go get this book. I am um, uh, praying for a prayer revival in you, in you, and in me, um, and in our world, and in our country. Man, with politics the way that they are and with the Oof. just the divisive mm, yeah. like everything is yeah. so divisive everyone's yeah. so offended all the time yeah you know there's not a lot of grace in our world today there's not a lot of unity in our world today uh we unite on things that divide us yeah. you know yeah. and it's like man we need we need the lord and we need prayer so today we're going to talk about the gethsemane prayer 
Ooh. Sometimes God mm. says no. This this autumn what is do you one do? of my favorites. Really? Yesterday was one of your favorites. Yeah. And this is one of my favorites. And I'll tell you why, because this is real life. Super real. This is, and we're going to go today in the next few minutes where so many people are listening right Right now. now. Yeah. And it's the no. It's like, God, I have prayed and I have prayed and it's no. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing change. I'm not seeing healing. I'm not seeing financial freedom. I'm not seeing A, B, C, D, and you're just frustrated mm-hmm. because it seems like it's no. So this is going to be a, it's going to be a tough one, Autumn. I mean, haven't we all it's been a good there one. where we're like, yeah. you know, um, God do this, do this, do this. And his answer is no. And how do you come, how does your how does your faith come back from that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think a lot of people get stuck at God's Some no. Some people get bitter and because angry. Because they associate God's goodness with his no. Well, if God said no, then he must not truly yeah. love me. Yeah. Or he must not mm. want what's totally best for me. So it it it's it holds us up. So I love your <clears throat> quote in here. You, you say, pray boldly for a yes. And that, that's so awesome. But then be humbly surrendered to the no, that's hard. That's hard to do. So I have to talk about uh, my daughter here in this one. And it's so funny. My dad read this chapter last week and he was like, I didn't even know that you guys, this actually happened. See, mean, thank you. He knew uh, He too. knew that it happened in our yeah. life, but like, I'm not going to be the person that calls you and tells yeah. like, I'm yeah. just, uh, you know. He yeah, knew- I know. I find out more about you through your books <laughs> after, yeah. I'm like, thanks. Thanks for telling me. I'm not me. a complainer. I'm not. No, I know. You're um, not. But I will just say this. We didn't, I did the audio book on this chapter um, several weeks ago and I couldn't even hardly make it through this story. Um, when my daughter Haven was born and we adopted her, um, we were going to the hospital to pick her up and God said to me, there's something wrong with her to pick her up. We hadn't even picked her up yet from the hospital. Like she had just been born. And his question to me was, will you still take her? And here we are in Jackson, Mississippi, because that's where she was born, pulling up to this hospital. And this resounding question was in my spirit. We went in to see her and um, she checked out on all of her like uh, physical exam. You know, they give all the physical exams. But she didn't look right. Right. Like um, beautiful, of course, absolutely beautiful. But. Um, we don't we don't really know when she was supposed to be born. And I was thinking, oh, she's probably just premature. So we took her her to the hotel several days later because the birth mom has to sign off on her rights and stuff like that. And Haven is adopted. And um, I was sitting. We had like a suite because we knew we were going to be bringing her home. So we like, you know, upgraded everything because you're bringing your new daughter home to this hotel. And um, I was sitting in the sitting room while she was taking a nap because we knew that she, you know, newborn sleep. And all of a sudden I hear this noise where she is, it's the, I can't even describe it. I tried to in the book, but there's this noise where she's suffocating and choking. How scary. Yeah. That's, it sounded almost like an animal. I I don't know how to even put it into words. 
So I like immediately stand up. I mean, she's our fourth kid. We've never had anything like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I immediately stand up and she's, you could tell that um, she was, she was spitting up, but she was locked up in her throat. Yeah. And I'm looking at her and it's, and her eyes are like really big. So, you know, as a newborn, you know, she's terrified. I'm terrified. You know, my first response when I'm terrified is to scream for my husband. Right. So I'm like, Eddie, oh my goodness, get in here, Eddie. So he comes in and, and after about 30 seconds of that, she calms down and she's, Hmm. we can see that she's able to breathe again. We knew that she wasn't breathing. Now she can breathe. Well, the next, I would say week or two, which you're not allowed to bring the baby uh, it, she was born in Mississippi. There is an ICPC law where where Texas has to accept. Can't cross state lines. You line. cannot yeah. cross straight yeah. lines until Texas says, yes, we yep. can accept her. Yep. Otherwise, you can go to jail for kidnapping or something. Yeah, I don't right, know. Right. So my husband had to stay out of state lines, and I had to come home because Moses was nine weeks old, plus I had the two other kids. So we had to separate. It was a, one of the most horrific 10 days of imagine. my life. Yeah. Wow. And my husband who is a man caught her several times doing this where she would totally lock up like where she couldn't breathe. And he ended up having to give her mouth to mouth resuscitation Mm. a few times when she was able to cross state lines. Of course, we immediately took her to our doctors and we were like, you need to check her out, whatever, whatever they said. She's fine. She's, even though we knew she wasn't fine, right? Yeah. Wow. God had told me before we picked her up, something's wrong with her. And um, I remember one night I came home from um, work during the season and I looked at her and she was blue. Sitting in her rocker. Mm, she, was, yeah. she was blue. She had locked up. She, her eyes were real buggy. Like she was absolutely terrified. And so we called 911. She went to the hospital um, and they said, oh, she has acid reflux, which just made me mad. We're not acid stupid. reflux. She has yeah. acid reflux. Well, she, yes, she clearly has acid reflux, but there's something else. Yeah, something's going on here. Paralyzing like, her ability she's to not breathe. Just, yeah. Like what is this is not normal. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story short, we found out that she had a um, birth defect called laryngomalacia. Which I had no idea what that is, but basically you're, you're uh, the flap that allows us to breathe that opens yep. and shuts. Yeah, hers lifted and came down, and it's a it's a birth defect that that apparently babies had. But once we got her checked out and she had run, they had run several tests on a scale of like mm. one to ten. Hers mm-hmm. was a nine. And um, I remember coming home from the doctor with her, and the doctor told us she's having death spells. Is the word she used. Death spells. Where wow. she locks up, goes blue, can't breathe. You just have to let let mm-hmm. everything settle in yeah. her. And if you don't catch it, she'll suffocate. Wow. And I sat there. What a, what a parent's nightmare. I sat there having prayed for this child for 18. It's going to make me cry right now. But having mm. prayed for this child for 18 years, desperately wanting her, hearing if you don't catch it, she she's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, went home. My husband and I didn't talk on the way home after we got her diagnosis. And that night she had another one and I picked her up and this is like, it really changed my life. It was, it's, it's the story I put in this chapter, but 
picked her up and put her on my chest. She was scared. She was, her eyes were buggy. She was, you know, um, she couldn't breathe and there was nothing that we could do. They couldn't do surgery because they were scared that it would, um, it would, it wouldn't, she wouldn't make it. And, um, I just started praying over her and my gosh, sorry, it's going to make me choke up now. And I just remember that moment where it was just her laying on my chest knowing she was suffering, knowing there was nothing I could mm, do. So helpless. Where I just said, God, if you only gave her to me for two weeks, yeah, you can have her back. It was such mm. a blessing just wow. to care for her for two, two or three weeks. And it was a moment where I didn't know what he was going to say. I prayed boldly, Lord, heal her. But God, if you choose not to, I'm going to trust that your way is better than my desire. And it was the great in my life. I've prayed lots of, lots of crazy things, but that was, I didn't want to pray it. I didn't want to say it, but God reminded me of his son in Gethsemane when he said, can't you do this a different way? Yeah. Yeah where Jesus is praying in the garden of Gethsemane and saying, you know, um, you, pass this cup. If, if you can, if you can it, do yeah. this any other way, yeah. Yeah. however, not my will, but, your but will. yours yeah. be done. That's it. And this is the type of prayer that people's faith don't survive. Yeah. No, that's so this true. This is the type of prayer that immediately stagnates us because we don't know. We don't see we we don't have the mind of god our uh, we don't we don't have his insight we don't see what's coming we don't we don't know what he is doing mm. but we know if you don't answer i don't know where my faith is going to be if, if if you say no and um you know i had to put this in the book because i think a lot of us have been right there especially if we've been yeah. church the whole yeah. time we've prayed for the yes yeah. and then the person dies We've prayed for the yes, mm-hmm. and and we're not healed. We've prayed for the yes, and our marriage still ends in divorce. We've prayed for the yes, and the addiction still continues. Yeah, yeah. We've prayed. We've asked him for it, and 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 all we see is no. And it's in those moments and in those times where our where where what we talk about and sing about at church actually we have to live. It becomes real. Do yeah. we actually believe so good. that God is so good, good. Yeah. when he takes? I mean, um, Job said, the Lord give and take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We want yeah. the Lord to give, but we don't want him to take away because it's hard for us to bless him if he does. Yeah. So I had to put this in the book because a lot of us have been there and I know what it's like to surrender and 18 year long dream and say, Lord, if you take her, okay. Wow. Because I trust you more than I trust what I want. Mm. And you move forward in that. So Autumn, this is so hard because a lot of people that it, it is a no and they, they, you know, the divorce goes through or, or somebody dies or the sickness is not healed. And, um, but you were able to take a, spiritual perspective and it tried your faith you were going through the fire and you came out pure and it, it the dross was taken away but 
a lot of people don't. Yeah. They come out angry. Yeah. They come out bitter. Mm-hmm. They come out very. Uh, they leave church. Offended. Yeah. They're they're mad at the world. Mm-hmm. What do you say to them? How how do you, people going through that right now that they're right at the tipping point of spinning out of control? How do you get through that? I think I need I need when I when I share the story about my daughter, I need everyone to understand that I felt all of those things. Yeah, I was mad. And that's OK. I was mad. Yeah. I was mad that I even had to deal with this. I was mad that God had allowed it. Mm-hmm. I was almost offended and frustrated. It brought me to the point where here, God, I have waited for this child for 18 years. We've been scammed by a, a previous uh, a birth mother. Here I am. I've I've done the thing. I've been faithful. I've been in church. I yeah, preach your yeah. word all the time. Here we're, we give. We give our money. We give our tithes. We give our everything. And here I am. You promised me this girl. And now you're going to take her away because she's having death spells. I think people think they have to separate the humanity from these moments and they have to act stronger than they are. Let me tell you that night when I surrendered her, God knew exactly how I felt about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was not happy about it. I didn't want to give her away, but in the, in my heart of hearts, what I've seen about God is that when he has said no to me in my life, such as my first marriage, such as getting kicked out of the church and and all the other things that I share very, very freely on a regular basis. When he has said, no, I have seen him answer with a greater yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that night, um, you know, when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, you know, he's, he asked, take this cup from me, Lord. You know, if there's another way, he prayed that three separate times, give me this, opportunity to, um, to, to, to step back and not do this. That's, that's human. That's the God man showing us his humanity. His prayer in the garden of Gethsemane, um, was very much what I think we can identify with on a daily basis when we are being crushed, when we are being pressed, when this thing we don't we 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 know that it's a toss up whether God's going to say yes or whether God's going to say no the the submissive prayer and the Gethsemane prayer that he prayed pressed the the I want to say it like this the Gethsemane prayer presses the us out of us wow yeah that's that, powerful that night um when he prayed he was surrendering what he ultimately wanted Wow! in that moment. And that night when I prayed, I was surrendering what I ultimately wanted. But guess what? That prayer was answered with a no Mm -hmm. because there was a greater yes attached to it. Yeah. And I think we, we get so caught up on God definitely said, no, the person did die. The person was not healed, whatever it is that we, um, we don't understand, nor do we, even accept that there's a greater yes attached to a no. Well, that that's so key to realize there is a greater yes, yes. around the corner, but it's okay to show your human emotions. You yes. said you you felt those things. And that's, yeah. that means a lot to me to, to hear you say, you know, you're not superwoman. You, you felt anger, no. you felt pain, you felt, and, and that's okay. It's okay yeah. to feel those things when we align that with God's word and go, you know what? There is 
a greater yes. I don't feel it, and I'm mad. I'm angry, and you know, it's it's a um, Jesus. It's a the, hard truth. It's, it's a, a hard, hard truth. truth. But Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I don't. People do not talk about his struggle enough. Mm. And I studied. I, I remember. Right, this took me a month to write this one chapter. Wow. I I studied what happened to him in the Garden of Gethsemane. I studied the fact that he came um, in with a group of disciples that he said, you stay here. I'm going to go a little bit further with uh, with the chosen ones, Peter, James, and John. Yeah. He, he, he talks to the three, and he tells them. I'm like pointing at you because I'm yeah, being really preachery. Yeah, good. good. Um, he looks at them, and he tells them, my soul is grieved to the point of death. In biblical times, that would mean he's kind of freaking out, okay? Yeah, We're talking yeah. about the God-man, but his humanity is shining through in this moment. My soul is grieved to the point of death. He tells this, and then he leaves them there and says, please pray for me, and he goes a little bit further, and he falls on his face, and he prays. In that moment, he is sort of showing them his humanity. I need you to step in and pray for me now. Yeah, yeah. I am having, I put in the book, a breakdown here of sorts in, in my soul. I need your help. But we don't talk about that, okay? Mm, we yeah. talk about him going through the cross. And and of course he did. He had to go through the cross so that we could be sitting here today and having this conversation uh, for the salvation of sins. But we don't talk about the fact that what he did in that garden uh, paved the way for that greater yes. We need to hear that Jesus struggled in that garden. Absolutely. And because Absolutely. he struggled in that garden, I don't have to feel guilt yeah. when I struggle in situations in my life where I feel like I have to submit under this um, really difficult prayer that I have to pray. Wow. That, that is extremely on point and powerful, that concept. And if people can grasp that, you know, think about the the power that comes in clinging to the the greater yes ahead mm -hmm. and not becoming bitter, because when you turn your back, you get bitter and angry, and then it it starts reproducing in your kids and in your life. Oh, and, the cycle. Oh, it is. It is. So gangster prayer, powerful concepts right here in uh, gangster prayer. We're talking about the book. It was released this week, just a couple of days ago, Autumn <laughs> Miles. And uh, man, this is this is just a so many beautiful concepts in this book. And just like we just talked about the Gethsemane moment. Yeah. And I promise you, if if you haven't been there, you're heading there you're or going. you're just coming out of it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just life and it's part of being human. Yeah. And you, you put it so beautifully in, in the experience. Let me and, say this. If you are there. I feel like, I just feel like the spirit just prompted me. If you are there and you're facing a situation right now where you, you don't want to surrender it to the Lord because it's precious, like my haven, um, you don't want to surrender it. That is the most, um, I believe it's just a sacred moment when we say, Lord, you know what I want, you know, my desire but not my will, but yours be done there. After I prayed that that night with Haven, um, I would say my heart flooded with peace. Yeah. Because I was able to look beyond my life, her life, um, 
and really accept what God had planned for both of us. Um, there's a lot of peace in that struggle and in that surrender. Well, it's so beautifully put in your book that it's boldly praying for the yes, but then humbly surrendering, surrendering. to the no. And yeah. that's hard. That's hard. But when you come to that place, uh, what a significant crisis of faith, but yet you come through it yeah. so much more pure and yeah. and tried. And man, what a, what and a when maturing God comes process. Through and you see the greater yes, you're yeah. able to walk through things like that again in the future, which encourages other people. Wow. I mean... Well, this is awesome. You know, we're we're about out of time, but tomorrow, <laughs> time uh, myths of prayer, myths, myths, myths. Hmm, mm. that's going to be a good one tomorrow, and it's our final one. I'm going to miss being I'm here. I'm sad about it. I know, but this has been an awesome week, an amazing week. Gangster prayer yes. out this week. Go Autumn get it. Miles, her third book, relentlessly pursuing God with passion. And great expectation, gangster prayer. It's time to get serious about your prayer life, guys. Time to get serious. It's not boring. Um, I love one of the girl gals that endorsed the book was like, this book makes praying exciting. And I was super really grateful for that comment because I felt like that is the heart behind it. Um, I want you guys to see your prayers answered. I want you guys to wait for those greater yes. Um, I, I just want to see the supernatural engaged in your life and on your behalf. And it is possible to have that this side of heaven. Love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. You can catch me and Rick Walker right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Merry Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening. And join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.